0: Welcome to the Real Self University podcast. I'm Eva Shea, your host and director of practice development at Real Self. While looking for ways to understand the current situation of our doctor community, we thought an expert in past disasters might be a useful place to start. Although Jason Posner was just on the podcast a few weeks ago, we wanted to bring him back for a special edition to talk about his experience. With unplanned office closures due to hurricanes, extended power outages, and statewide closures. As the pandemic changes our new normal by the day, we appreciate you keeping in mind that we're working with the information we had on that day. And over the coming weeks, everything we bring you through Real Self University will be focused on building your pipeline and working toward being ready for the day you're open for business again. Dr. Posner, thank you for joining me today. Welcome to Real Self University. I haven't talked to you through this channel since October, so it's good to have you back. Cool. Thanks for having me. Although I wish it was under better circumstances, I think when we talk about crises, the first thing we think is, what's is, what's comparable to what we're going through now? And the answer is obviously nothing. But the thing that comes close in my mind is hurricanes. Right. So then we thought, who can we talk to about hurricanes? And you were the first person that came to mind. So... Got it. Um, before we get into the the crisis part of what to do here and emergency plans and those fun topics, can you just give us an idea what's happening in your practice right now? What are you seeing from the patients and? so
1: you know what we, we did was last week we closed our med spa sort of midweek and we actually were operating, getting some of the finishing touches on the patients that were on the books. And then we got a, a notice at Friday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time that the governor of Florida canceled elective procedures for. He put a stay order for 60 days on all elective procedures in Florida. Now we're hoping it's not going to last 60 days. But what it did was we had to cancel all the patients that we had for you know this week and uh, the next few weeks. You know, we, look, most plastic surgeons have sort of low flow offices. Like a surgery day, we're doing a couple of surgeries. It's not like we're seeing. Hundred patients a day through the practice on a surgery day, so it's usually a, a couple of surgeries in a day, maybe a couple of generals and a, maybe a couple of locals, but it's certainly slow. And we were we were wear, wearing our masks and doing full precautions. But you know, you have to remember also that you know we do universal precautions when we take care of any patients in surgery. I mean, we've done countless patients with HIV and hepatitis and, and other communicable diseases that. You know, it's not like we're used to it, but we, you know, we take precautions with with everybody. So this is just another thing that we were taking precautions with. But obviously, we're going to abide by the governor's rule, and we're going to just sit around and talk to you for the next uh, couple of weeks until uh, until it's lifted.
0: Well, we have lots of questions, so that that'll ask, line up nicely.
1: Ask, ask away. <laughs> um, you know, and, and you went back to like like have we experienced any kind of shutdowns like this before? So I know that there are a lot of Doctors who are going to be listening to this who haven't been in practice as long as I have, and there'll be doctors who have been in practice longer than I have. But I mean, I think you really need to look at this, and you need to plan accordingly, and you need to not to freak out, and you need to really treat this as a as a business event, and you just need to kind of go with the flow. But you need to you can't just duck your head in the sand. You need to kind of be preemptive with things. So there's a couple of scenarios that are not quite equivalent, but you could kind of parallel to this. So. You know, suppose I had shoulder surgery, okay? You can't go back to work for a while. You're going to be out. So how you can't operate. There's no money coming in. But that's something you, you, you would plan for. Other things is in, you know, when I first went into practice, I remember this. I think it was 2000, I opened up this office. And soon after we opened, the state of Florida put a ban on office surgery, because they had some deaths in some of the offices, and they they were kind of working on their rules. So for a number of months, we weren't allowed to operate in the office. So you would say, well, I'll just take the patients to the surgery center or the hospital. But it creates the same thing that we're seeing now. It creates a huge scare about the safety of things and the safety of surgery, and should you be outside, and you know, should you have something done in the office? So we were basically shut down for a number of months where we had to work squeak by, and you know, we learned some lessons from that, which we kind of have always been in, in my head. And, you know, when you want to talk about the hurricanes, you think, oh, a hurricane's a quick thing, you know, it's in and out in a, in a day. Well, yes, but no. So when a hurricane comes in, you have your storm. So you know the storm is coming. This is not like the 1800s where the storm comes and you're on your boat and you know what's going on. You know the storm is coming. So if it's a big storm like we had the last couple of years, at least risks of big storms, they always overcall it, which is a good thing. So, the first thing you do is you go buy supplies because you think you're going to be out of work. So, you buy supplies and you get ready. And guess what? Patients are not coming in to get Botox when a hurricane's coming. Okay. The patients are worried about having a surgery if a hurricane's coming because what happens to their post op care? Suppose the power's out. So, it's usually a little bit of a wind down before the hurricane. Okay. Then the hurricane comes. And then if you're lucky, you'll get power right back fast. But we've had times where we've had no power for a few weeks. You know, you could have two weeks of no power. Okay. So that's two weeks of no work. You have to take your Botox home. You have to make sure that it's kept cold and all those kind of things. So you have to ask, who so you as a generator, During the storm, we had to move all the stuff around the office, make sure that there's no lasers and things to open windows. I mean, we cover all the computers. I mean, we go through a whole process when a hurricane comes. The problem is, even when the hurricane's done and the power comes back on, no one in their right mind wants surgery for a little while because they're getting the lives together you might have to get a new roof or you have to need money for this. or you know, So there's definitely a period of economic slowdown, which you can definitely draw some parallels to this. The only difference is I can get gas any place I want. The only thing I can't find is toilet paper and paper towels. There's plenty mm-hmm. of food in the grocery stores. So, I mean, it's a little different from a hurricane where you might be sitting online for an hour waiting for gasoline. So, you know, parallels and differences. So the one thing is, look, Take care of yourself and maintain your safety. I think that is the number one thing that we need to worry about with this hurricane. Take care of yourself, meaning that keep your distance, wash your hands. If you want to see a couple of patients and it's allowed, you have to see your post-ops. That's what we've been doing today. You know, If you want to see some consults in person, that's up to you with the proper protective gear, whether that's allowed or not in your state. But you can do virtual consults. A number of my friends are starting to do virtual consults. I I did some pictures. Uh, someone emailed me photos yesterday that I responded to last night about some liposuction. So that's definitely there's interest out there. I had someone in today for a follow up, and they were saying that their friends want surgery, and I said, well, we'll put them on a the list and we'll deal with this when uh, you know the, the time is right. So you know. Prepare for this economic slowdown for a while, but the difference is I think that this is an election year. Our president is very savvy economically, and I really think that he's going to do everything in his power to get the economy back to speed as fast as possible because, one, it's the right thing to do, and, two, it's going to hurt his election chances for 2020 at the end of the year if the economy is doing poorly. So I think there's going to be some stimulus packages available. And I'm hoping that people will want to have surgery and other procedures. The other thing is, I don't think people are going to travel this summer. Last summer was interesting because normally our summers are super busy with surgery, with people who cater to the tourist crowd in Florida, the seasonal crowd. So I'm often really busy in the summertime. I got to tell you, last July was dead. The economy was so good, everybody was out of town. I mean, Boca Raton, where I live, was a ghost town last July. Kids came back in August and it picked up, but we didn't have our usual summer rush of patients looking to get things done in July. I think that this summer, if the economy is doing better and the, and the virus is not a problem anymore, I think we're going to look at a very busy time for surgery because I think that people are not going to go to Europe. Um, they may travel in the U.S., but I think it's going to be a busy time for us. So that's sort of my two cents about you know, the economics of the hurricane. Um, if you want to talk about what to do in your practice, I'm happy to get into that with you.
0: I did. I have a couple of questions. Best way. Yes. How do you speak to patients during something like this in a way that gives them confidence and makes them feel safe? Got it. I mean, like, like the, the patients want surgery. I go, too bad.
1: You know, it's it's, it's, it's it's you know the thing is this. Look, I've I've gotten older and I've gotten blunter. I've lost, I've completely lost my filter, and the more that I've lost my filter, I can tell you that I have a higher booking rate than ever and the patients understand it. If I could curse a little bit, I'll say the patients don't want bullshit. They want to be told the truth. They want you to be blunt. And I said, the governor banned surgery. What am I supposed to do? I'm not going to go against the governor's guidelines. You know, as soon as he opens it up, we will be able to uh, do what you need to have done. In the meantime, I'm in the same boat as you. And I think that they understand that. And I just say, look, take care of yourself. You know, be safe. Wash your hands, keep your distance away, make sure you have enough food and things. But we're all in the same boat here.
0: How do you prioritize putting them back on the schedule, like project yourself a little bit into the future?
1: It's hard. We had a meeting about that today. I got to tell you that I had surgery booked for the next two weeks, completely booked. And, you know, normally in plastic surgery, you pay two weeks before your surgery. So we have people who have paid who are not going to have surgery. So the question is what do you do with that? You know, and then if if the patients want to postpone, we'll postpone. If they want to refund, we'll give them a refund. You know, wh- what are we gonna do? But uh, you know, we'll prioritize based on who of the patients who are already booked wanna just postpone surgery. And then other people who want to leave a deposit to go on a wait list will will do that. And you know, I've talked to a number of colleagues, we're gonna work on Saturdays and maybe Sundays as patients need to come in and get things done because what might happen is maybe they'll open me up, but the bars won't or restaurants won't be open for another month. So maybe those people want to come in. I don't know. It's a, new, it's a new experience for us. And we're basically doing the same as everyone else and doing it day by day.
0: In the past, what's the longest that you were ever closed? Probably two weeks. Two weeks.
1: Two weeks is closed. And then a, then a period of economic slowdown for about a month before things pick back up to normal.
0: Good thing we all have short memories. Yeah. It happened. I mean, it's,
1: this has happened. So, the one thing is, we've prepared ourselves for this somewhat for hurricane season. So, the one thing is, if you're the type of office that goes net 90 on all your uh, accounts payable, then you might be in trouble. You know, one thing is, I try to stay on top of my bills and get everything paid as soon as they come in. So, if I have to go to a situation where I'm out of work for a couple of weeks or so. No one's really calling collection on me because I haven't paid my Allergan bill because it's net six because of 60 days instead of 30 days. So I think that's the one thing that we've really learned to do is make sure you don't go out on a financial limb during the year because we do get these hurricanes in Florida. And I have been periods of economics ups and downs. So I'm a little wary of not to spend all my cash. You need to keep a little bit of cash around and you need to be able to prepare for some time off if something happens. I mean, suppose I get into a car accident and I'm out of work for a little while. I mean, this is the same scenario. You can't be on the edge. Mm-mm.
0: If you have to start cutting or suspending any, any costs, how do you approach that? And What do you look at first?
1: Yeah, these are great questions because I had this meeting this morning. So, so the first thing is look at your bills. If you're net ninety, you better pay. Or else call up and make other arrangements. If you're net thirty, you know what? You have to prioritize. You have to prioritize who needs to get paid. Your personnel. That's your that's your most important thing. I mean, I just cut a check for one of my nurses and my anesthesiologist for the time they they worked last week. I mean, to me, that's a priority. I'm not going to stiff them. But we did cut hours on other people. Some people are going to have to use some PTO time. And if we get paid back by you know, some of the government things, or we pick back up, they'll make their money back. But we're still going to pay people. But you know what? They may take a little bit of a hit. We haven't fired anyone. We haven't put anyone on unemployment. But you know, we're all going to have to share a little bit in this sacrifice. I mean, first thing I told my, my manager was, pull my salary out of the payroll for next time. So I'm not going to get paid. My goal is to pay the bills, but everyone's in a slightly different situation. I mean, you have to certain things you have to pay. You got to pay your mortgage, pay your car. But
0: mm-hmm. if you're having
1: trouble, just don't hide under a rock. If you're having trouble, you call up those agencies and you talk to them. Put a note in your system. Most people will understand at this time. You could probably get at least another thirty days out of most of the uh, people that you owe money to.
0: Definitely, I know, you know? calling to make arrangements.
1: The other thing is you know, structure. Your office is closed. What are you going to do? I'm not saying go out and spend a ton of money on on redoing your office at this time. But the one thing is you need a coat of paint. It's the perfect time to get a coat of paint on because you don't have to worry about the smell in your office. Mm -hmm. If you need your carpets cleaned, you need your floors, your marbles done or whatever, your OR floors... Now is the time to do it because you got some dead time and it's not expensive to do those things, but it'll really spruce up your office. I mean, I have girls, my staff working now, and we're going to scan some old charts. That's their job, scan some old charts because that way we can clean out some of the rooms. I mean, there's a lot of little things you can do in the office. One of the other things that I've told some of my colleagues about is it's time to go through your finances with a fine-tooth comb meaning go over your contracts, go over things like your phone bill. I mean, I did this last month just because I something was up on my phone bill and I got a new plan that halved my phone bill. Mm-hmm. Look, it's not a lot of money in itself, but when you start doing a lot of these things, it adds up. I mean, how many Office 365 contracts do you have? How many Microsoft? How many storage contracts do you have? Do you need Apple? Do you need Dropbox? Do you need Microsoft? Do you need every one of them? You know, it's not a lot of money, but all this stuff adds up in the end. One thing is we got rid of water bottles for the patients and we put a filtered dispenser in because we found people were taking water bottles and taking two sips out of it. There's a lot of cost containment things you can do in your office. And now is the time to start looking at those things.
0: I think beyond the cost itself, I read once, and I hung on to it forever. If you respect a penny, it will respect you back. And that's why you pick up a penny off the ground. And so it sounds more to me like that it's the importance of respecting the resources that you have so that you, you know, you just
1: live that way. This is the time to go through things that you really didn't have the time for. Normally, yeah. we're so busy, we don't have a minute to breathe. Now's the time to take a breath and go through your finances. But, you know, the one thing is, I'm going to say, this is going to be over no knee-jerk reactions on pulling your marketing and your other things. Now is the time to plan, okay? Now is the time to make sure your marketing is super smooth and intact, but evaluate it too. You know, if you're doing a lot of print, you got to look at, hey, is print really the thing to do nowadays? I'm not a big print fan anymore. My money is paid with you guys. I really think that real self and my website is the way to go right now with some Instagram as well but you really need to keep control of yourself. But now is not the time to knee-jerk back and say no more marketing. Now is the time to push ahead.
0: I know I keep hearing over and over people are still calling for consults and and <clears> we're working really hard to get virtual appointment resources into the market fast. So you're already doing it a little bit. Do you have any advice about moving forward with virtual appointments? Yeah, just watch the HIPAA
1: stuff because you know it's yeah. it, it, it's you got to be careful with this using your regular emails and other things because that'll come back to bite you. So we're all in this difficult scenario of that so I'm I'm trying to be careful, but I usually tell them if you send me pictures of the body, no face, and if it's a face, that you know, that's it. But it's it's we got to be careful, but we're not yeah. crazy about this stuff.
0: The rules changed just a little bit a couple of days ago, and our our general counsel wrote a great piece about how to adapt to the new HIPAA rules. So I'll send you that if you okay. Heard, as you yeah,
1: yeah, I'd love to see that. And that's the other time. The other thing is now is the time to not sit home and you know just what's the news because the news is gonna make you crazy you know if you watch the news all day you're gonna be really insane I think what you need to do is you got to really keep up with your education. Now is the time to listen to your Real Self University podcast. There's a number of, <laughs> but there's a, but but seriously, there's a number of educational things. I'm working on something for Saiton right now for some training purposes. Now is the time to start really looking at those online things that you can do and learn, help learn, help yourself. Mm-hmm. Remember, we're not going to a lot of meetings now. ASAPS, Aslums, Vegas Cosmetic all got canceled. So now is the time if you can't go to a meeting and learn, you have to take it upon yourself to use what resources you have. You know, I came into work today. I actually been busy since, you know, but I changed my schedule today. Since my surgery got canceled, I got on my, I did my Peloton this morning. I'm going to send Tom a, a picture of my ride so he can catch up to me later. But I hit my Peloton. I did some weights afterwards. I, I, you know, instead of doing it later, I did it this morning. Now I came to work and I'm working. And then who knows? You know, keep up with your workouts. Don't get fat. I think that's another thing. This is the time to really take care of yourself. <laughs> We're getting all these little jokes coming across the internet before and after quarantine where the people are skinny and then, they're, and then they gain some weight after the quarantine. I mean, there's no excuse not to work out. There's no time excuse not to work out right now. You have plenty of time. I, I'm tired of hearing this bullshit from my friends. Oh, I got to do this. No, you don't. Get on your bike. Get on your go run. You know, Use this as an opportunity to better yourselves.
0: Yeah, Google prison workouts on YouTube and see what you yeah, get. Yeah, absolutely. There's <laughs> plenty of online stuff. Uh-huh, there is. I really appreciate you taking the time to kind of tell us how you get through crises in the past. I like your uh, pragmatic approach and your positivity about it. I think it's really healthy. It's
1: going to end. We've been through this before. It's going to uh-huh. end. I mean, look, if you really look at what's happening with this, with this virus, It's horrible. It sucks. It's overwhelming some healthcare systems. No question about it. However, the death rate is low. You know, it looks like it's around 1% of cases that we know about. It could be far lower than that. So it's got a higher death rate than, than influenza, but it is overwhelming some of the systems. I'm hoping that the curve will get flattened. And who knows? I mean, we may end up with a two week quarantine, in which case it'll hopefully peter out. So I think that the CDC and President Trump are doing as best a job as they can in a difficult situation. There's no rule books, there's no right answers. This is not the time for recriminations of what was done or what wasn't done in the past. Now is the time to evaluate the facts and come up with uh, different plans. I mean, I think they're really trying to do as best a job they can. And I think, honestly, I think they're doing a pretty damn good job. In my county of 1.5 million, there's now 89 cases with no deaths so far. So, you know, there's three deaths in Broward County, the county south of me, and no deaths in Miami-Dade County so far, at least from the current thing that I've seen. So pretty good.
0: Yeah, we're doing all right in Texas, too.
1: Yeah, Texas is good. Obviously, you know, Washington got hit with those nursing home deaths. What scares me is that a lot of the some of the younger people have been hit with no medical history. So that's a little bit scary. But, you know, just do the, be- do the best you can. And I'm glad that the Florida governor got the spring breakers off the, uh, off the beaches. I mean, that was a real disaster. A couple of college kids from one of the universities tested positive after spring break. So, you know, I think if we all kind of respect the rules that were put into place right now, I think that this will be over sooner rather than later.
0: I agree. And I hope you're right. We all hope you're right. <laughs> so... Thank you for taking the time to talk to us today. This is a great update, and I think we'll probably have to have you back in a week to
1: do it again. I won't be doing anything else in a week.
0: Yeah, and anyone else who wants to talk to me, I am here. Thanks for listening to the Real Self University podcast. The mission of Real Self is to create a world where every investment in modern beauty is worth it, and Real Self University is here to help aesthetic professionals do just that. The mission of our podcast is to uncover stories and data from our industry's most interesting and successful personalities. If you'd like to be a guest on the Real Self University podcast, have feedback or questions, email university at realself.com. Support us and help us keep this effort going by subscribing to our podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you'd like more information about becoming Real Self Verified, go to realself.com network. And enter referral code PODCAST to receive 50% off your first full month of Real Self Spotlights. I'm your host and producer, Eva Shea. Our post production is by Daniel Cruiser. All of our learning and practice development resources are available on demand at university.realself.com.